Welcome to this episode of the UK Sports Chat podcast. I'm Joe Williams, and on today's episode, our guest is Matt Upston. This is the first of our new community member features where we will be interviewing you, the community. Uh, Matt is an ambassador of UK Run Chat and also host of UK Try Chat. Hope you enjoy the first of our community interviews and if you would like to be involved please please either send us a direct message on our social channels or send us an email to info at ukrunchat.co.uk thank you and enjoy thanks for joining us matt that's a pleasure how are you i'm good so we've got a bit of a light day today so it's all uh, good to have a chat and see how you are yeah, thank you very much for joining us. The first of our getting to know the community interviews, which you've been a member of for some time, haven't you? Pretty much from the start, isn't it? I think I think you guys started off, and about three months later, I started joining the chats on Twitter and uh, put myself forward to uh, to do a bit of work alongside. Seems a long time ago now, though. Yeah, it sounds it's over over six years. It's flown by wow, yeah. yeah and you were yeah and you've been one of our ambassadors since the beginning mm. so tell everybody what do you do for your day job matt so my day job i'm a primary p consultant which sounds very posh but it's um basically i i'm secondary trained but really i don't like secondary children i prefer primary and i've been working with <laughs> secondary straight uh, smell and they kind of what, all, like, all of them you don't like all well of them? not all of them <laughs> but um i think on a whole uh, PE and secondary um is a different it's a different and harder kind of deal whereas i think i prefer working in primary where children are still open to new ideas and still open to have a go and have fun and also i think a lot of people tell me it's because it's where my mentality is so actually running around pretending to be a frog with year one is far more fun than trying to get a group of year two. Oh, right i see it's you not the kids I think then. probably me not the kids <laughs> yeah so yeah so i go into schools and i work with teachers and children and head teachers and anyone who will listen to me really about the importance of physical health and well-being and pe and i model lessons with teachers and children to just to make sure the quality of PE in primary schools is good um so yeah. as, as yeah. long as we continue with this with the government wanting this push um that's what i'd like to be doing cool so how's um obviously with all the schools closing on friday so how's how's that impacted you then well um it's been it's been really mixed um so part of my job i work and i train staff with training courses obviously they've all stopped so quite a large money like large part of my work has been stopped so that's a bit of a worry uh however i have six schools i work with on a weekly basis and i've been working with staff there for probably two three years with different staff nqts and head teachers and i'm continuing to support those schools because obviously Every school is opening for key workers and it depending on your environment and where you are, depends on how much that is. So uh, living in Exeter and living very, very close to the hospital, I'm a chair of governors of a school very, very close as well. And um, so we have quite a lot of key workers in our schools. Um, so we have found that we've had some schools have had over 20% of their schools still in. So it's been business as usual. So I've been going in and helping out by doing some physical activity, especially new at the moment with children and giving the staff a bit of support with that as well. Um, and yeah, we'll just see how it goes and hopefully the government will come up with some ideas to support us, which I think they will. Um, 
and then yeah. we'll I suppose I suppose that happens quite it's a good point you say there. If you've got a school that's close to the hospital, then you're going to have a lot more key worker parents there, aren't you, than yeah. you know, perhaps something more rural. So. Yeah, I mean, it, I, the school I've been to today, there was quite a few parents who are like nurses and then their husband was a policeman or she was a policeman and he was a nurse or a doctor or a paramedic. So both family members are um, key workers, so they need the support because obviously they'd normally rely on parents, but obviously with the advice as well we're not going anywhere near parent grandparents so it it becomes much trickier for them so much so that i'm going to be working over easter so i'm offering uh one of my schools i'm going to be working for them for over easter to be able to allow those teachers those parents to have um some support but also it means that the teachers in the school can get a bit of a break as well yeah 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 very good it's an interesting point you make about secondary school as well isn't it because that's where we see a real it's quite a challenge for the for the nation, isn't it, really? Because that's where you see a lot of children drop off doing sports. So I'll give you an example. My daughter is 12, almost 13, and she's played football in the last couple of years, and now she's she's recently quit. She doesn't want to do it anymore. She's out with her friends, and, and she still does exercise, but I think that's quite a common – it's quite a common age, isn't it, for, for teenagers to – perhaps stop doing stop taking part in exercise it's a bit of a challenge isn't it yeah i think i think the difficulty is is it's about lifelong participation and i think um schools that have followed traditional games route have kind of lost that focus um i'm lucky with the secondary school i was working with were really up with it and they kind of got the idea of how we should be working and actually we're trying to educate these children on how to be physically active and healthy. So this is where running comes into it. We, you know, the reason we have some people running is because they realize it's something they can do in their own time, on their own terms, how they want to, when they want to, rather than being prescribed, you have to be at this pitch in that kit at that time to play this game. And I think yeah. education, physical education is coming more around health and well-being, And we're looking at giving children opportunities to try things out that they might then try and go on to further so for example lots of secondary schools i i kind of have contact with are now doing fitness classes or they're doing uh aerobics or they're doing badminton they're doing activities that children are more likely carry on with and would enjoy and feel more confident deliver going to do when they leave school um you know about 10 percent of the country i think carries on with team sports when they leave school but most curriculums are very very heavy games based mm-hmm. so that's the yeah. difference we need to kind of be looking at giving those children opportunity to see what they do enjoy and what they don't enjoy yeah so they can then continue to do that as an individual beyond yeah. beyond their education yeah yeah makes sense so, so when did when did you start running that i started quite late i'm i'm 45 and um, I've always been active. I played ice hockey when I was younger, played hockey, rugby, all through, all through, but um, kind of lost my way a little bit. And I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a kind of fad fitness kind of guru in the fact that I will, I will find something I really right. enjoy and I'll just smash it for a while and then I'll get bored and I'll move on to something else. And so I went through outdoor sports. I've been kind of into my kayaking, all this kind of bits and pieces, but it was a, it was a conversation at the school gates, actually. It was really weird. I was picking my son up from school. And um, there was a guy that I'd met a few times through work who was a blind Paralympian. 
um, who was picking his daughter up, who's in the same class as my son. And I was chatting in 2011 with him about how his training was going for London. And he said, oh, it's been going really well. I'm doing loads and loads of strength work, doing loads of ball work and stuff. He said, but the only thing I'm really missing is I'd get out and run a bit more. And I went, oh, okay. I said, well, I'm old and fat, but I don't mind coming out and running with you, bearing in mind he was in his, his late 20s. Um, and I said, I, I, but I... I'd more than happy to come out and run with you if you want to, but I don't know how, if it's going to be good enough or fast enough. So we started off run, running once a week and we would just go and run and do a bit of, we'd do 5k, then we'd build up a little bit further and we'd follow, and he basically set a program for us. So we would go off and do intervals, we'd do speed work, and we'd do uh, hill training. Basically he told us what we we're going to do and I'd come along and I'd just steer him, make sure he stayed safe. And, um, yeah. and then 2012 came along and, uh, you know, the, the, he's a blind footballer and the, and the blind football team did reasonably well, but not as well as they wanted to. Um, and he said, you know, I, I need a new target. So we then decided to train for a half marathon. Um, so then I started training with him and up the ante a little bit, trying to train a little bit harder. Yeah. And, um, and then sadly, so he was a friend of yours then, he was a friend of yours that that you knew was training or, or did you meet how did you meet so he does a lot of inspirational talking for schools and does a lot of events for schools also oh, okay. my work within kind of events and so on with schools she met him through, I there. Met through there but i knew he was a parent at school as well so we had a chat at the school gate one day and it was just and it all started from there and now we've become really good buddies we uh we, we kind of converse all the time see each other we we chat and um we haven't run for a while because he's changed jobs he's now retired from the, uh, from from training um and he's got a proper job as he says to me uh, so we don't get out as much as possible but um but yeah so we still chat but yeah so he started me off he got me in my first half marathon he couldn't do it because the fa decided it would not be wise before Which they went to the world cups so i did uh the extra half marathon so the uh what they call the great west okay. run um, yeah and did that and, I, and he was going to do that with you but the fa said no yeah he, he was he was just about to do a campaign to the to the world uh to I think the World Cup, I think it was. So they decided that the long distance would have a, an effect on his training because obviously they wanted him to do speed work and, and faster and more explosive stuff because that's what football's like for, for them. And they were concerned that the long distance might obviously cause injuries but also um, kind of might do, do, change his fitness program, profile. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So we laid off that. But I ran it anyway and did, uh, did probably one of my fastest times. Know? One forty-five oh nine, so I was quite chuffed with that. Yeah, yeah. very nice. It, it seems he seemed he was knowledgeable. So you had quite a good intro, really. If he if he was you know doing hill work and speed work and things like that you mentioned from the off, that's a oh yeah, completely. That, that's a good way to be introduced, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It was. I let him complete guide the sessions, and obviously he knew I was new to it. Um, so we. So we just went, we went by feel a lot of the time, but he would say like, this is what we're going to do today. And because I'm quite competitive, you know, there was many a time that he was dragging me along and I'd be like kind of dying, but I was just making sure he didn't fall over anything or fall over a bin or anything like that. And it was funny because obviously post 2012 and when I trained for the half marathon, we, we've been training, we've been running every, every now and again ever since. And it, the tables have well and truly turned now and I'm actually dragging him along, which is quite fun. Oh, nice, very nice. Now, now he's got a proper job. Yeah, now he's got a proper job. Yeah, <laughs> not spending his day training. So, so uh, what's your favourite event you've done then since two thousand as well? Was it the first one or it's, any other standout? It's a really hard one to answer because now I've moved over to triathlons. After the physio telling me that it was not a good idea to just do as much mileage as I was, 
because coming from an ice hockey background, my knees are pretty shot. Um, so the the cross training was a really good idea. So I started cross training for triathlon, and I've done a couple of triathlon races now. Yeah. And obviously, that's what I tend to do now. Um, I, I yeah, what have you done? Uh, so I've done London triathlon. I've done Blenheim, which I really see. Probably Blenheim is probably one of my favourite um, races I've ever done because the atmosphere is fantastic. Um, but the swim is amazing. You know, the, the running around the stately home and kind of the, the closed grounds was quite fantastic. The, this, yep. the cycle on the London triathlon doing all the London landmarks is pretty impressive. Apart from you've got to remember you're not sightseeing, you've got to try and cycle faster. Um, <laughs> cause obviously that kind of, kind of confused you a little bit. Um, uh, I think, you know, I've done some really nice smaller races. I've done quite a lot of trail racing as well. Um, so trail running. And, I've, you know, one of my favorite races I think I've ever done is a, a race called the Classic Quarter. And it's a 44-mile yeah. race, and it is long. And I've never done it as a one um, I'm never – I'm not at that stage. I can't see me ever doing a, a – I've done a marathon, but I can't see me doing another one because it just doesn't appeal to me. Um, but I've done the classic quarter as part of a team of four. So we've done 11 miles each. And I've also done it as part of a team of two. Um, so we've done half of it each. So we did 22 miles each. But it runs. And where's that one? Is that's one of the? Is it the Jurassic Coast one? Though? It's part of the, uh, the Endurance Life Team's uh, races. And it's, it's, it starts at um, Lizard Point and ends at Land's End. So you do the last. So you basically go a quarter turn on the map, as it were. Um, and it's all on the southwest coastal path. But, you know, when you're running, I mean, lucky, I've been quite blessed in the, I've done it three times now. And in the three times I've done it, I've never had poor weather. So it's running June time. Yeah, lovely. And, you know, you've got the sea on one side and you're hit by being hit by sea spray as you're going around the coastal path. And, you know, and I, I, I saw dolphins, seals out in the, in the sea. You know, you run, you run up over the Manac Theatre with all the local tourists, not all the tourists and the locals not having a clue why these people are running up the steps. Um, you know, the colour of the water, it, it's an amazing task. And, and actually, trail racing is very different from road racing in the fact that it's got a different feel. It's got a really different feel to yeah. it. Um, it's not so much yeah. of a kind of who can run the fastest, it's more of a camaraderie. You know, if someone stumbles you you know people will, people will stop as they go past you and check you're okay and and help yeah. you out you know and you're going to support each other up hills and you know and also i like the fact that the hills are normally quite big so you're allowed to walk up them so yeah exactly it's very much a trend and yeah. the trail trail races becoming so much more popular for all those reasons you're saying they're just beautiful yeah like, there's so many of them that are beautiful i've done a quite a lot of I, I did you as well which is quite interesting night trail race oh, right, completely yeah. different kettle of, kettle of fish you, yeah, yeah you you need to have a decent torch and um and it completely changes the kind of dynamics it's quite quite an interesting one if no one's done it it's worth having a go at just one just to see if you like it or not yeah you definitely run faster when you're cool. at the bottom of the woods and you're on your own <laughs> <laughs> it's a gruffaloza yeah <laughs> how, how did you find that transition over into triathlon then could you already swim were you already a cyclist and you said you've done lots of other sports um i've played out cycling i used to mountain bike quite a lot so and i did a couple of mountain bike events when i was younger so i wasn't too fussed by the cycling but then i realized once i got on the bike it was a lot harder than i thought it was going to be because road riding is is different from mountain biking you tend to go fast in one direction continually so building up the stamina was quite impressive it was quite a tough uh, ordeal to start with um mm -hmm. swimming i've always swam i swam since i was tiny um but i never had any lessons 
So um, I, I think I looked like I was drowning more than swimming. Um, so it's taken, I still don't, it's my frustration. I love swimming and I love being in water. I do a lot of outdoor swimming, but I don't feel I'm as fast as I could be. And uh, that's the thing that I've been taking a bit more kind of support from other people on to try and develop and improve. I do, you know, cycling is one of those things where the more you do, and if you do the right training sessions, then you'll get faster. Whereas I think swimming is not a case about brute force and ignorance. You need you need the fitness to be able to swim fast, but actually technique pays far more than than fitness. So yes. I'm yeah, yeah, I'm taking guidance all the time and kind of getting people feedback on my swim stroke and trying to help me out as best I possibly can. Yeah, I I, I just can't ever get the breathing right. <laughs> no matter how hard I try with swimming. Um and my partner's an ex lifeguard and she swims like a fish. And uh, whenever we go for a swim, it's like she keeps saying to me, "Just breathe normally." Um, yeah, I think I need someone who's a bit more objective to uh, to give me a lesson or two because <laughs> I think it'd make a big difference. Everyone says that. I think I think it's one of those things that clicks. The running club. I've got quite a few of the people in the in my running club that are saying, "Oh, I might do some try now," and they struggle with swimming. And I've just been saying to them, "Just get in the pool and do some laps, and then." Just try some things out. There's loads of stuff online about how to try it and kind of get your head around it. And it's one of those things that just suddenly clicks, I think. Yeah. yeah. So what are your goals for this year? I'm sure they've potentially <laughs> moved with everything that's going on. Yeah, it, it's a bit of a strange one this year, isn't it? I think, um, you know, I think there's very few goals left now. I think my, my, um, I think my main goal, to be honest now, is to keep my fitness and keep, try and do the best I can to improve it. But I was hoping to do my first ever half, uh, half Ironman distance race this year. I was going to do one of the Outlaws. Um, so that's, you know, th- that's a 1.6 mile swim. Uh, uh, I think it's a 60, I keep forgetting this because I've been blocking out as much as I possibly could, but it's, um, yeah, it's about a 60 mile bike and then you do a half marathon at the end. And it was the next, it was the next stage for me, the next challenge for me. And I was going to do it for a chance, uh, cancer cat charity because, um, I've been affected by it quite a lot this year. Um, so yeah, I was going to do it for that. And then obviously that's now on the back burner cause that was going to be June. So yeah. I'm quite relieved in some ways because I wasn't really where I felt I needed to be at the start of January because I had a big layoff or injury mm-hmm. and uh, lost my run mojo a little bit, which we all do. Um, yeah. So what are you going for now then? So I've got a swim event in September, which is swim around Burr Island. Uh, Burr Island is a little um, island down here in South Devon, uh, which is a mile swim around the outside, which is normally good fun for a charity swim. So I'm going to do that. I'm looking uh, sea, sea swim. Yeah, sea swim. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And uh, I want to do a bit of swimming down the River Dart again this year. I did, I was lucky enough, I did some uh, some swim run events last year. Um, I want to do a few more of those. Don't do get scared swimming in the sea. No, I love it. Love it. Do you? I'd be in the sea every day if I could. Quite regularly. And uh, we'll go down to the coast. Being blessed being this close, you know, I can be in the sea within 10 minutes. And it's yeah, you're in a beautiful part of the country. It's lovely, you know. And take the dog, and the dog swims along with us. And uh, yeah, he's faster than me, which is quite annoying. Um, uh, And yeah, sea swimming is just completely different. I love it. I hate. I find pool swimming just monotonous. It's it's like running around a track. If you if you know when you see these people who run marathons by running around a track, you think, well, how can you do that? And it's you know for me. Doing two thousand meters, four thousand meters in a pool is just—it's—it's it's just soul destroying. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You, if you know what motivates you and you know what you like, yeah. then that's a big part of big part of your train, isn't it? So, so you're doing that swim. What else are you doing? Anything um, else? And then up, or I think it? now with obviously the set, uh, with everything going on, I think I will most likely look for some autumn half marathons and try and do some races yeah. then haven't got anything pinned off yet i might end up doing the great west run again this year um it's not my favorite course but it's local it's easy um yeah. but i think i'm just gonna look out for which ones around and, and i think i'm i've decided i'm not just looking for anything yet because actually it just it adds more disappointment and frustration doesn't it i think organizers are quite yeah. rightly being very cagey and i don't blame them because obviously they need to make sure everything's safe, and also it's, it costs a lot of money, as as we know, to to run races. Um, yeah, no, nobody knows when they, you know when, when this is going to going to end at the moment. So it's yeah, it's, it's difficult to to sign up for things, isn't yeah. it? And put put a definite stamp on it. Cool. So some quick fire questions then, then. for the people to get to know you a bit more. What's your go to accessory? Uh, my aftershocks, both my water ones and my uh, Bluetooth ones. Yeah, phone. So music, yes or no, is a bit of a... <laughs> that's a given, yes. Yeah. Uh, road or trail? Trail. I think I can guess how quick said. Morning or evening training? Morning. Morning? Ooh, you weren't sure then. No, it depends on what it is, though. For me, it really is, depends. I love to run first thing in the morning, especially trail running, because it's amazing, the views and the kind of getting out there. Quite regularly get run over by deer up at Holden, if you're running up at Holden in the morning, and it's quiet. Um, but cycling... Uh, if I'm doing a turbo, so doing an indoor session, I'll do it in the evening because it doesn't feel so bad because you're in the dark. Um, yeah. And swimming, you get you get in the pool when you can and when there's space, which is another frustration. Uh, so it's at any time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I can fit it in around school and children, I think. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay, Team red or blue? Red, always. Have been since the start. I think I was the first red. <laughs> <laughs> Apple Watch. No, Garmin, all the way. Garmin. Peanut butter, smooth or crunchy? Both, depending on what you're doing. This is a bit of a weird one. If you're having a sandwich, it's got to be smooth. Hey. If it's going on toast, it's got to be crunchy. I've got both in the cupboard. Oh, right. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Greedy. <laughs> I've got both. Dog or cat? Dog. Tea or coffee? Coffee, as long as it's proper coffee. What does that mean? As in not instant. It's got to be um, kind of... Your coffee snob. Yeah, I am a bit of a coffee snob, as you know that. I think most of my Instagram posts are about X coffee or me drinking proper coffee. I'm going to have one after this. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Netflix or Amazon Prime? Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Um, I think both at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of going through kind of just funny films that I haven't seen forever. Um, so, yeah, I've been using both. Now, what's the best series you've watched then? Box set. Oh, that's difficult. It depends on what you're going for. Um, I have just introduced my son, who's 11, to The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, which was yeah. great fun. So, we've watched every single episode in the last five weeks. I think we watched it in, not, not binge watched it, we watched a couple each, like a couple of nights after tea. Um, so, I've loved that. Um, I love Homeland. I think Homeland's brilliant. Um, uh, yeah, it is superb. The, the new series is. Really I haven't good. caught up yet, so don't tell me anything. I've got it all on catch up, so I'm waiting to to watch no that. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, oh, there's loads of stuff that I kind of yeah, it's, yeah, too much to mention. Really. Cool. Okay. Beer or wine? Neither. I don't really drink. Not a drinker. No, I, no? I I have. I, I actually I say that's wrong. 
beer would be uh, preferred over wine, but I've actually found my guilty pleasure now is really sad, is I found Lidl do this non-alcoholic wheat beer, which is lush. Oh, it's right. amazing. It's only 69p. Yeah, so I've, I'm like, lush. thinking out like anything. You can tell your teacher you spend time around kids, man. It's lush. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Uh, no. No, because no. I'm vegetarian. Toilet paper. So, uh, be... so... Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, you don't have toilet honey, paper. Would be in it. No ham, no pineapple. No. <laughs> toilet <laughs> paper. We're being topical with this one. Over or under? Over. I didn't think under was a. I didn't think under was a thing. <laughs> I mean, that, we're talking about how you hang it on the. Uh, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, no, not I, how I, you use it. Yeah, I, I know what you're on about, but I never realised. Why would you put it under? It's weird. weird. Yeah. Favorite non-running hobby: paddleboarding. Love it. paddleboarding. Yeah, love it. Nice. So I was out. So before we got locked down, and I knew it was coming, I, uh, I took myself out on the river, River X, and paddled all on my own for three hours, um, literally. Didn't see a soul. It was lush. Very nice. Yeah. It was lush. It's that lush, was lush as yeah. well. Sun was beating <laughs> down on me. Yeah, it's great. Dogs out the front. Cool. Matt, thanks for joining us. What's your Twitter and Insta handles for people to follow <laughs> and interact with you and say hello? It's uh, dead simple because they're both the same. It's at Matt Upston. So double T, M A double T U P S T O N. And they're both the same. Brilliant. Thank you very much. It's been mate. a pleasure and I enjoy being part of the team. It's great fun. Thank you. No worries.